According to the dictionary, astrology is the study of movements and relative positions of celestial bodies interpreted as having an influence on human affairs and the natural world. I just say it's planets in motion, doing their thing, affecting our lives. We can use astrology as a tool though, to see what energy will be present for ourselves as well as the collective, allowing us to better prepare for what's to come. I've personally used astrology to help me get through tough times. When you know that there is a light at the end of the tunnel, you're more likely to keep walking. Join me for this astrological forecast. This is the highway to healing. I'm thrilled to have you back on this podcast, Kate. We have now looked at you know, the last few months. You've been a special guest on this show, and I love hearing your astrological forecasts. And we got to talk about April. You know, we made it through January, February, and some bumpy stuff uh, that was happening. Maybe even felt that full moon that we just went through and maybe reevaluated or looked at some of the things that were going on in your relationships. And so now we find ourselves here in April and I cannot wait. So Kate, I'm going to hand it over oh to you. God. What do we have in store this month? Well, thank you so much for having me back. I can't even believe it's April already. Like was it not just January? So absolutely. We're going to, I'm going to start off with talking a lot about Aries. Um, so first as of April 3rd, so a few days um, from now, Mercury will be in Aries. Mercury is the way that we communicate and Aries can be a little hot headed. So it's very short. It's just from April 3rd to April 19th. So just a very small window, but I might just say, be careful. <laughs> you might want to step away from that email. <laughs> you might want to step away from that person before we spout off something that we didn't quite mean. Okay, that's the worst part, I'll say, of Aries. But it can be great, though, for pioneering ideas, very forward thinking, you know, thinking of something that we've not thought of before, can even be a little bit more spontaneous or direct in our speech. And that's why I just say, my biggest caution for this time is just be careful with your words, right? This can make us lash out a little bit when we see uh, Mercury in Aries. Oh, that sounds like a blast. Right. <laughs> It's just a small caution. It's just a small caution. I hope we play it out on the, you know, the highest level possible about those pioneering ideas and forward thinking. But Perfect. I agree. All sides of that. <laughs> I agree. I completely agree with you. Uh, there's always energy that you can have at the highest amplification or you can stay in a lower frequency. So yes. I agree. And in Aries, they do, they bring a lot of, like you said, uh, fresh starts and, and getting things rolling. Uh, if I'm not mistaken, aren't Aries like the baby of the Zodiac or the, or the newest? Okay. They are. Yeah. I like to think of that when I'm teaching people astrology about how to remember the order. And we think the Aries is the Ram. So we think of the head budding and I say, think of a baby. They don't know how to express their anger because a lot of times they don't know how to talk. <laughs> and so they headbutt, right? They're, they're angry. They're trying to show you I'm upset. <laughs> And we can think of Aries that way in that regard as well. Patience with communication. Got it. Yes. And the other part to that too, is just maybe, maybe you're the, on the other side of it where someone's lashing out at you and you're thinking, where did that come from? So it could just be, okay, it's, 
Mercury and Aries, it will be okay. <laughs> people might just lash out. Oh boy. And the people like that are Sagittarius that just blatantly say whatever and they they talk a lot. And then with Gemini rising, I mean, I just talk all the time. So I, I think, love it. <laughs> well, and I think for people that might have uh, maybe a Sag or a Gemini where they're just freely sharing their thoughts and opinions, maybe it's a little bit of like, pause and reflect before you say something in those dates. Exactly. Exactly. And we're going to carry that Aries uh, energy over to April 11th, where we have the new moon in Aries and it will be at 22 degrees. So as we kind of already said with Aries, it can be assertive. It can be a little abrasive, absolutely supports new beginnings, starting new projects. So new moon energies, we want to use that time to manifest right? The moon is not present in the sky. So it is a new beginning. And even just like you said about Aries, aren't they the, the, the newest ones, right? The babies. So we have the baby in the new beginning. <laughs> we see these two together. So it can be a little bit of a me, me, me energy, right? What do I need? Um, so how can we take that energy and use it to support ourselves, I'm sorry, to support us or to, um, you know, to use that energy in the best way possible. So any new beginnings that you have, we can put intentions out there. I want to start this. Um, we can even take, be a little risk taking when we see this. So just doing something on like a hunch. Oh, I, I think this is what I need to do. Other people might be looking at us like, Oh, I don't know about that. <laughs> okay. Cause it's new. It's new. Aries, they also love adventures. So this could be a great, just where you go on a little adventure, whether that's a physical adventure. I'm going to go hiking. I'm going to go do something like that. Or it's, you know, <laughs> I'm going to take my company on a little adventure. I'm going to do something that puts me out of my comfort zone. So my Aries, um, especially with anyone sitting between 18 and 26 degrees of Aries, if you have a sun, a moon there, I would think you're feeling this pretty heavily um, and then also our other cardinal signs. So Libra, Cancer, and Capricorn. Good luck, folks. Yes. No. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Yeah. We can all benefit from it, right? But it's like, can we, if we can manipulate the energy to benefit from it by knowing it's coming and saying, okay, how am I going to put projects or tasks during this time that complement the energy? Or are we going to be caught off guard? and think, oh, I wasn't expecting that new beginning. <laughs> it doesn't seem as fun because I didn't, I didn't plan it or I didn't uh, account for that happening. Right. So relinquish control. <laughs> yeah. Absolutely. And from there though, right after, so a few days later, April 14th, so we run from April 14th to May 8th, we have Venus and Taurus. And I love this, right? Venus is love it's beauty it's what we appreciate and it's in Taurus which the natural ruler so this can be very sensual so I would say get out in nature upgrade your beauty counter <laughs> purchase something of long lasting value especially for my Taurus friends right having Venus um, going over your sun could be something nice coming could be some little a little money could be a little bit of love way nicer right than that <laughs> new moon I just talked to you about yeah that feels <laughs> a lot lighter 
yeah it feels like we need it after that new moon <laughs> absolutely right it just falls a few days after so april 14th to may 8th venus and taurus even you know something like oh i'm upgrading my my slippers right could you think of taurus sitting like in a bed in a robe with a warm drink it's very luxurious very indulgent so do something nice for yourself like I said, I think my Taurus friend, something nice might just happen to you, but use that energy. I love it. And then we go into our full moon. Of yeah. the month. <laughs> yes. So um, April 26th, we will have the full moon in Scorpio. So um, we've got thing about full moons, right? It's like a flashlight. It is shining the light on what we need to see. So they can be kind of awakening. They can feel like, oh, I've not seen this before. Okay, so it falls into Scorpio. When we think of Scorpio, a lot of Scorpios get a bad rap, don't they? They kind oh, of get for that sure. gothic. Oh, yeah. <laughs> you know, like I wear all black clothes and black lipstick. And that's not the case. <laughs> but they go deep, right? They can be intense. I, I think that they like change. They love the idea of transformation, whether that's for themselves or walking other people through transformations. So when we see the full moon in Scorpio, I would think that you might see like a before and after the idea of seeing things that you haven't seen prior. So bringing light to something, either confessing something, seeing something for the first time, whatever has been laying beneath the surface, right? Just kind of out of view. I would think it's coming up. So we think of a very nice way is we plant a little seed right in our garden. We can't see it until one day, oh, it sprouts out. Now we have a little, a green little stem. Now we can see it. So I would think, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) I'm like, I love your visualization about the about the little seedling, but yes. I'm hearing a uh, full moon in Scorpio and going, oh God. <laughs> well, Scorpios, right? Um, Taurus, Leos, Aquarians, a little bit more intense for you, especially in those first few degrees, three to three degrees, like 11 degrees. It can bring some complexities. Of course, we could talk about the darker side, some mysteries. How did that happen? Didn't see that coming. <laughs> We could see ourselves going through transformation. But again, there's we've talked about this before. There's higher and lower octaves of living this out. And so if you know, oh my gosh, that's going to be right at my sun degree. <laughs> I'm right in those first few degrees of, again, Taurus, Scorpio, Leo, Aquarius. I would say change your space. You know, maybe schedule your haircut that week. Go through some transformation. <laughs> create the before and after versus Mm. it happening to you. I like that. I like that. Use the energy for your own transformation, whatever you feel is in alignment with where you want to go, where you want to be. So using that energy for good. I like that. Yeah. Yeah. And don't be surprised if something comes to the surface that you didn't know. I would, what I would say with the full moon, because I give that, that analogy of the flashlight, it should make things so clear about what's going on. So take what you see that week very seriously. Does that make sense? Like, yeah, take it for what you're seeing. Don't try to make excuses. Oh, that was just happenstance. I would say, no, the universe is trying to show you something with a full moon. 
right? It is bright outside. So you should be able to see things very clearly. You know what I love about this? So when we did the forecast for March, you talked about the full moon and interpersonal relationships and really kind of having an opportunity to see where things might not, you know, be what they were or what you thought they would be. And I find it fascinating that now we have this full moon in Scorpio. And to me, it feels like, did you really look in March? Did you really have your eyes wide open? Did you do the work? Because if not, I feel like the Scorpio full moon is going to say, hi, we're back. (laughs) Uh, So you could try to dodge your lessons as long as you want, but I I still feel like this energy is going to come and hit you in the face. Well, it's a progression, right? I mean, because we had Libra um, last month, right? And so now it's the next in line, Scorpio. So we see this play out year after year after year, even just in the um, gradual change in each of the zodiac signs as we go through, starting with Aries all the way through Pisces. They, they all add on, like add to each other or build on each other for sure. So to your point, yes, <laughs> here it comes around. Okay, if we didn't learn it that way, let's teach it to you this way. Oh, good grief. Um, <laughs> no, I love that. So, okay, we're going to do the Scorpio full moon. We got it. We're in it. We're going to yes. shine the flashlight. I want you before we close out to just briefly talk about Pluto and what you yes. see with that energy for this month. Absolutely. So the day after <laughs> um, the full moon, so April 27th, Pluto will retrograde. Now, Pluto spends five months every year in retrograde. So this is not something that, oh gosh, this never happens. But if you've heard me talk before, um, the United States is one degree away from its Pluto return with where Pluto is now. And now it's going to retrograde back. So it's going to move back to about 24 degrees of Capricorn. So the only reason I bring it up this time, thinking that it might be something notable is because as Pluto has moved close to our Pluto in the United States chart, we've seen so much transformation. We've seen this idea of we need to rewrite history. We've seen a lot of stuff being dug up about people, right? (laughs) Or about things about history, about things that we've celebrated. Very similar to that full moon, right? That Scorpio, because Scorpio and Pluto, kind of one and the same there, right? It brings things to the surface. And we've been seeing that, right? We saw that too with the Me Too movement, right? We've, We've seen it. So as Pluto now retrogrades back from it, I would just be curious, is there a possibility that we'll maybe feel like we've become stagnant in that change that we were seeing or that we will feel like we're degressing a little bit in the progress that we were made or that we're going in a different direction. Like, oh, I thought we were all on the same page. We were moving forward this way. And now there's a turn. I hope that's not the case, but I do just because of how sensitive that placement is now, I do just have to, to bring that up and think we might feel like we're not seeing as much progress. Oh boy, Kate. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, you know, I, I know that we are all going to get through this. Uh, one thing I want to remind the audience of is, you know, take what was discussed today, breathe and understand that you came to earth school to learn. You came here to evolve and these planets and this energy is here to help you 
to understand what needs to be healed so that you can become freer so you can feel more relaxed and happy and and not take a big deep sigh when you hear Scorpio full moon. Um, (laughs) So it's all designed to get you to a place of liberation spiritually. Um, Yeah. Yeah. Very interesting insight for this month. Absolutely. Well, we have to think too about that Scorpio moon, just for anyone that might be new to astrology, we have one every year. So you've been through this before. The Pluto thing, we haven't been through a Pluto return. So that one is kind of, that is, that's the big boy. But, you know, all the other things we talked about, we've experienced it before, right? And so just know that they're here to show you things. They're here to help you progress forward, just to kind of repeat some of the things that you said there. Yes, they are. Kate, I am so thrilled you joined me again for this month's forecast. I'm sure the audience took notes and got a lot from it. So I appreciate your time and your talent today. Absolutely. Thank you so much for having me. For more information on Kate's work, visit thekatewind.com. Stories like this one are important to tell. It reminds us that even during the darkest times, we can always find light always choose faith over fear. For exclusive content, please join my Spark Plug members only community and apply to be a guest on this show. Find out more at spiritandspark.com.